You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK, different squad in the house tonight, but we've got one of our main men, Joshua Corby. He's even looking sexy and he's, he's got a full collar on, he's dressed up for us tonight. Corby, what's going on mate? Well I knew Lomas was on and I haven't seen him in a while, so I just want to impress a, um, <laughs> a top thousand ranked player and just yeah, see what I can do. So yeah, chuck the collar shirt on. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, Andy's sitting out tonight, he's got a... He's got a exam for work so we wish him well in that but tonight will probably be a little bit less comedy and actual fantasy because we've got like Corby did say a top thousand guy with pedigree he's on regularly anyway on Wednesdays but he's a smart smart man I'm talking about Kyle Lomas g'day Kyle g'day guys how are we tonight doing good man you're looking pretty buff there too you you must have got the the memo to wear a, a singlet and crack a beer mate yeah I did mate I uh yeah, it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks at work, and I just want to sit back, relax, and hit some stats and have some chats. Well, mate, me and Corbs have both decided that you're carrying the show tonight, so <laughs> I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to hear from us two anymore. So it's all him, right, Corbs? It's a heavy shoulder workout for you tonight, mate. <laughs> plenty, plenty of carrying these two fools. Big time, big time. I'm trying. Well, boys, plenty of talk out of TLT. Main takeaways, Kelma Torlagi, he's back for the Tigers. Jermaine Azarko replaces the injured Jaden Campbell for the Titans. Brody Jones, will rip into him and go deep, a bit of a deep dive into him. Starts on the edge for the Knights. Mamasia, he will take his place on the bench. Sifatalakai pushes to the centres for Connor Tracy at the Sharks. The GOAT, Nathan Cleary, is back at halfback for Penrith. Sean Johnson back on an extended bench, probably a week or two ahead of schedule. Kurt Capewell, he's battling a... A calf injury, so they've moved him to the extended bench, unlikely to play. Josh Alloye, he returns on an extended bench from Manly, probably need him up front. Tommy Starling back into the starting team, but they've still got the other guy on the bench as well. Nick Kotrick returns on the wing. Daniel Saluka, Fafita, takes the bench spot of Fletcher Baker. Their coach, Trent Robinson, has COVID as well, so he won't be making the trip. Harry Grant back to start for the Storm. Cheese moved to the interchange and Coates back on the wing. TPJ moves to the edge to replace Jack Heverington. Ryan Madison's back for the Eels. He's back on the bench, though. And then Cody Ramsey out for the Dragons. Jack Guzlowski to start for Jaden Sewer. And big Aaron Woods is back on the bench. But, boys, let's rip into some burning questions. Kyle, because me and Corbs have discussed this a lot over the last couple of weeks, but we'll talk about Nathan Cleary because it's official, man. It's finally official. We know whether we we know, we actually have an ability to pull the trigger now. I want to get your view. What's your view on getting him in, and is he in your sights? Well, all the questions and uh, all the discussions since uh, last week has been around Nathan Cleary, isn't it? You know, uh, everyone's been uh, keen to see him return. I don't know how many people are keen to trade him straight in, though. I, I had a quick look before, and there's only about 500-odd coaches so far that have actually pulled the trigger and bringing him in this week. Uh, it's a lot lower than I realised. Uh, for me personally, I'm going to wait a week or two before I get him. 
uh, I'm not going to pull the trigger yet, otherwise I'll just be tearing my team apart totally. And I don't want to do that considering how well I've started and I don't want to uh, go pulling out guys that I don't really need to just for him and I haven't seen him yet. So I'm definitely waiting. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of people have compared Hines to Cleary. So if I think if you've got Hines, you're fairly safe. Um, I don't think you need to rush him to get Nathan Cleary because I think Hines is going to be very similar. Um, he's obviously already had the three pretty good games to start with. Um Cole, can I ask, yeah. is, is there a trigger point? Like, if Nathan Cleary hits a 90 and he hits 500 kick metres, two or two tries to try a dozen goals, half a dozen goals, like, have you got something in your mind that he needs to hit for you to bring him in next week? Um, yeah, I'd say if he hits, he's got a, if he hits an about his BE, which is 81, his price isn't going to move, is it? So, you know, that's a pretty good sign first game back if he's already hitting his um, his expected break-even. Um, I'm predicting around 60 to 70 for him, but, yeah, yeah, I, I'm not going to rush him, um, you know. Um, but, yeah, if he does hit a high score, then it's going to be very hard not to bring him in next week, isn't it? Yeah, big-time Corbs. I feel that with his break-even being so high, he could hit 100 this week, and his price still won't move out of range. Mm. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> Yeah, even if he hits that 90, which is de- a damn decent score, he's got to be playing damn well to do that. You're still not going to lose too much, enough that you can maybe just wait a week. Because mm. what, what really worries me is the weather here in Sydney. Like, it's just been torrential. It just won't stop. And that's what I like. I know that the Sharks put a few points on last week, but realistically with two great teams in Souths and Penrith and two good, good defensive teams, I just think that if the rain just continues... We're probably going to see a bit of a dour affair, so that the attacking points might be stripped out of it, which means that Nathan probably won't get to that 80 points, and that's the reason why. I made a couple of notes. I put Cleary, why well, I probably don't want him this week. He's returning from a serious injury, a high BE. He plays, we haven't seen him play within the new rules. His opponent is the grand finalist from last year in the Sydney weather. So I think that was enough to convince me not to pull the trigger this week. And like Cole did mention, it gives us an opportunity to have a little look, but Cole, anything else to add for that one, man? Uh, yeah, funny you do talk about the weather. You know, a lot of people took the captaincy off Hines last week because of the weather, mm. and that backfired on a lot of people. Um, uh, I think and um, it's not really in Cleary's favour. You know, he's back. It's only his first week back. I don't think he's going to do exactly what Hines did last week. So, yeah, I think you're right with that. There's another factor to think about. All right, let's move on to the hookers, boys. A couple of good buys on the radar this week. Tommy Starling and Harry Grant. Corb, start with you. Which one would you think is a better buy? Oh, well, with the cheese moving back to the bench, I think Tommy Starling by about five lengths. Um, that worries me as a Grant um, owner because I've had him from the start and, yeah, last week the COVID hiccup, but I did not see that coming. And for those that – and I know there's a very smug – if you could see the images here, a very smug man uh, owning Josh King – then you are laughing all the way to the bank because it just shows exactly what we thought. Bellyache has high regards for this bloke. What do you reckon, Corbs? He comes in at 25, cheese, plays in the middle, and then maybe plays the last 10 at hooker or something? Yeah, I, I for sure thought he would have taken the brunt out of the hooker uh, and then Harry Grant come on for 60-65 and then come off for a spell and then go back on and replace Josh King, but... Yeah, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. Obviously, I'll play Harry Grant, but I'm, I'm a bit nervous, to be honest, because I want Harry Grant to um, get bulk minutes. Yeah, I've got him in draft as well. But, Kyle, like, it's one of those interesting ones. We hate seeing the team list an hour before the game. And this is one of the games that I do not want to see this team list an hour out. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. It's it's interesting how many minutes uh, Brendan Smith's actually going to get off the bench. You know, it's uh, we see Josh King play the pretty good minutes last week, and we know Harry Grant can play the pretty big minutes. So it's going to be funny to see how they split the minutes up between the three of them. He must love Josh King, but and, and, you know to say what you know he's come down from Newcastle, impressed during the preseason. He's ripping out like sixty minutes and doing it really easy. He's defensive. Well, I know he doesn't have the best PPM, but. His defensive work rate is second to none, man, in that team. Yeah, yeah, he tackles everything, doesn't he? Everything that comes towards him, he tackles and he very rarely misses. So uh shows that he's got a good engine. Yeah, he plays the big minutes. And no, I don't think anyone really predicted the uh, the minutes he was going to get. But uh, as we say here, the gut feels got me across the line with that pick. Cole, I'm saying that Starling's probably the better buy because of the price. And we just it just feels that maybe Starling will start off the bench again and it looks like he can rack up points in 55, 60 minutes. While Grant, we know that he's a great scorer, but you're literally paying 230K for a guy that's probably going to go to, well, he will go to Origin, mm. while Starling will play that round 13. It just seems that probably for the first half of the season, Starling's probably the smarter buy at this point, especially if you're clearing the decks for Cleary. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, 484K priced at 38. Uh, and his, his average at hooker when he plays more than 50 minutes is 55.8. So there, you know, there's 17 points of value straight away. So if he can continue his 50-point scoring, his price is going to rocket up. Big time. Corbs, this is the best start I think we've had to a podcast this year. Well, smartest. Yeah, that's, it's just the IQ has gone up by, oh. <laughs> again, another five lengths. Mate, <laughs> Kyle, you could get a start next week. Like, I think Andy's on the line. Like, he is not a walk-up start here, Corbs. No, he's he's Maddo on the bench. It's like, yeah, you, you're still good enough. You've showed potential, but I just can't find a spot in the team for you. <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll call you. <laughs> you might have to hang out with Ray Stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on. Fletcher Baker, heavily owned. I'll tell you what percentage he is, but... Plenty of people have him on the emergency. He was still doing quite well, especially round one, but then he kind of declined in minutes. But, Kyle, what's your thoughts? If you're a holder of Fletcher Baker, who percentage-wise is 13% owner, what did, what would you do? Yeah, it's a tough one, eh? No, I don't think many people probably saw um, Fletcher Baker falling off that set, falling out of that 17. Um, I think you just need to hold him just this week. But um, I know that Daniel Saluka Fafita's foreman at reserve grade's been top-notch, and he's actually been playing some pretty big minutes and 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 scoring some really good points in the in the lower grades, and I, I don't blame uh, Trent Robertson for bringing him in. He he's always been that sort of pretty hard aggressive runner up the middle, and he probably matches up quite well with guys like Lindsay Collins and Jared Warrior Hargraves. Just brings that aggression in the middle. So I think his uh, his inclusion is probably good for that um, Roosters pack and continue that aggression moving forward for them. Yeah, I think with Fletch, I think you've got to sell because you consider, I think, Ferrells is back next week or the week after. Oh. Egan Butcher's in the same sort of spot. Who are we going to sell to? I know that you want to deep dive on Brody Jones coming up, but is he the, probably the best pick? Uh, what was What's Fletcher Baker's price? 291 Oh, That's a straight match for Leo Thompson's the same price. There you go. If you don't have him, yep. straight swap. Nice. I like that one. Corbs, anything to add before we move on that one, mate? Oh, it's just he, he did what he could to stay in the team, and now he's out of it. I just can't see him taking anyone's spot, even on the bench. It's pretty stacked. Like I must talked about um, Daniel Saduka Fida. Saluka Fafida, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saluka mm. Fida, and then you've got Crichton. We're a Hargraves. 
Hutchison's probably going to get bumped out. Yeah, when you said Verrills yeah. gets back, but you've mm. got the um, the other butcher. Is he? He's coming back. Yeah, he's coming injury. back as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd say he probably offers just uh, about the same, but probably a better. He probably had a better year last year as well. So, yeah, he he did all he could. The poor bugger. I don't think he played um, poorly, but. Nah. Nah, it'll be hard to get back in there now. I think he's a sell. Big time. All right, boys, this is that time of the night, and I know you've been waiting, Kyle. Brody Jones makes his way into the starting team. 325K. I don't know if people haven't logged in yet, but he's still only half a percent owned, so it'll be interesting to check that over the next couple of days. But you've been high on him. I had a little spill on him during the just the preseason just to be aware of who he is, but, Kyle, I know you've been high on this guy for a little while, so I'll let you take the mic. Yeah, well, good. Um Oh, last year he played a bit of centre and he actually looked the goods in that centre position last year. He definitely passed the eye test. Um, he was he was touted as the to be the starting left edge for the, the Knights in the preseason uh, coming into round one, but he did suffer that injury. I think it was a quad injury, and then I think he would be COVID the last couple of, last week, so he obviously couldn't come in. Um, I'm, I'm bringing him straight in this week. I'm, I'm bringing him straight in for Bullimore. Uh, I think we'll get to the questions later about who the best trade is from Bullymore, but I actually believe that it's Brody Jones. He's still going to bank a bit of cash from that to about 30-odd grand. So I think you have to bring him in. Um, uh, I did originally have a couple of doubts with Moy Messier sitting on the bench um, and everyone saying that he was going to get it starting edge. Um, but he's a, he's a middle. He's not an edge. He's uh, he's a more a middle, and Brody Jones is the specialist edge. Mm. So I, I can't really see more of see a, uh, stealing too many minutes off. And maybe this week he might steal maybe a 15 to 20 just because of the match fitness. You know, Brody Jones hasn't played a game all year, so I, I can't kind of see him banging out an 80 minute. They might just give him 60 and see how his lungs are. Yeah, Cole, four starts there last year, 42, 43, 42, and a 51. We'd have yep. to expect him to play. He can play big minutes as well. So even mm. with the new rules coming down, you'd have to think he's, he's he might project around that forty or you know below forty somewhere around there, right? Um, yeah, his, when he's um, he's got an average of forty four point five on the edge. Um, so yeah, I mean this week maybe you know just coming back in, I'm sort of expecting a maybe around a thirty five ish, maybe yeah thirty three to thirty five ish this week. Um, hopefully higher. Um, He's only got the BE of, of uh, what is it? 25. Uh, oh, 25. So, yeah, you know, there's, if he scores 30, 35 points, uh, he's already going to get that cash rolling. Um, so, yeah, and his stats too, um, he's all base as well. He doesn't mm. rely on any attacking stats. If you look back on his stats as a second rower, I think he's only got maybe two or three tackle busts and he hasn't even scored a try in the four or five times he's come off. Oh, sorry, he started at second row. So yep. he's, he's going to be he's going to be solid going forward. Um, I just hope he gets enough ball because we know that that Knights right edge with um, Frizzell and them, they've been going that way quite a bit. So I just hope that he doesn't get left out too much. Yeah. With Ponga coming back, I think that will help the left because he Ponga does like exploring that left edge. But uh, yep. Yeah, true that. Corbs, a couple of big things. You know, Lock and Fitzgibbon was on the radio over the weekend saying that he's probably out for two months. It's probably worse than expected. I think he was saying tibia or something like that. And then we've got tonight with your man. Like, I know you've been prepping because you're trying to get him for your draft team, but <laughs> what do you reckon, mate? Like, originally I thought four to six, but every time I look at it, it becomes worse. I think he's going to cop a big one, man. That's why I actually do have the collar on. I've been at the judiciary just talking with the lawyers, <laughs> trying to get Barnett off my draft team. Uh, I... I keep seeing mixed things. There's some people saying four weeks because there's no intention, but then there was a someone put up something the other day 
that um, Clint Newton clobbered someone with yeah. an elbow and got 12 weeks. Yep. And, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the internal talk in the NRL is he's going to get a good one. So, yeah, it, that's all good news for the Brody Jones bandwagon, though. And even if you have him at a conservative 40 average, which you guys reckon, I reckon that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. There's 238K going off the the new um, points and um, money. Did you yep. see that article the other day from the uh, footy stats guy? Oh, yeah, what did it say about the break-evens? Well, it? it's very similar to the super coach in that the points, like, so we had it at about 12 and a half, almost 13K um, per point, per point on average. Yeah. And in, in with Supercoach, it does change pending how people score. And so um, now it's been readjusted and they had it at about 14K okay. per point. So that'll, yeah, get us about the 238K. So it does work in um, answering my question about six pods ago to Wilfred, very similar to his Supercoach because <laughs> I didn't have an answer that night. <laughs> Cobbs, are you a buyer of Brody Jones this week? Yeah, hell yeah. And the, the worst thing is I don't have anyone that really needs to go. But I was just having a look. Billy Walters, he's not a must, but I'm definitely going to get more value out of Brody Jones as opposed to yeah. Billy, who's yep. break-even of 18, only scored 20. So that's going to be my trade as well. I was looking at Taylor May. I'm not totally convinced. I'm not um, totally sold either. So I'll dive into that one. But yeah, that's... Uh, That'll probably get done straight after this. Brady Jones in for Walters and uh, move forward from there. Yeah, let's talk to uh, uh, Taylor May, boys, because he was kind of right on my radar until Brady Jones popped up. Cole, what I don't like about Taylor May at the moment, obviously he's got a great, a big match up this week against South. So he's got a low break even. I understand that. Obviously he's not first string. Toho is first string. And I still get the the value of having him over this next kind of little period and also over, over origin. But when you score three tries and only hit 52 against a team with 12 men, like something is just a little bit off for me here, man. Yeah, yeah. He's like all wingers, though. Eh? He, has to, he needs those attacking sets to, to score his points. He had one game last year uh, against the Roosters, round 21. He scored 42 points. That was with no tries. But we had like five or six tackle busts, and he got like 100, made 130-odd metres and nothing else, really. So all his points that day came from the run meters and the tackle busts to get one tackle, a couple of errors. So, yeah, uh, he definitely relies on the attacking stats like all wingers do, and he's not going to score three tries every week. Yeah, and I think Brody Jones may be long-term. It's his real opportunity. He's been waiting yeah. for this opportunity, I feel. Yeah. It's just I think May is just the fill-in. I just think yeah. that Brody Jones, this could be a good buy to maybe keep him because Lachlan Fitzgibbon was already – I wouldn't say he was on the outer, but they were giving other people an opportunity to come into this team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. I think it was just a matter of time, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to Taylor May too, mate. You know, if he had, if they had actually marked him correctly as the wing fullback, I think he would have had a lot more people jump on when he mm. got that spot last week. Because I think now it's, the ship's probably sailed. He made what forty odd grand last week. So I think I don't want. I don't want to. I wouldn't be paying overs for him, and I don't think uh, I'd be jumping on now. Yeah. Like this morning, Corb was like, I originally had him in my team, but then I was I wasn't even going to play in my seventeen, and I ended up with three centers in my emergencies. And I go, <laughs> this is just getting out of whack. And I go, if I yeah, put Brody Jones in, it also gives the opportunity for me to put Jack Bird on notice that he could get dropped. So yeah, well, he made thirty five k, which is a good chunk when you're sitting at three hundred k before the round started. But with that fifty two, I just feel you know they were a man down. They didn't have to – it was a bit hard to rack up base stats. Like, he wouldn't have been bringing it too much off their line. They had all the footy. 
And you're looking at his reserve game stats. He's he's got an average of 42 from his eight games on the wing, and a 39 from still at centre. So he's he's still got money to make. Um, if you've got hiccups in your team, he's definitely one there. The only issue, as I was mentioning before, there's no like Adam Fanil Blake's the next sort of bloke that's bleeding money or Teddy, and I just think that's just not a trade that I'm going to make. Um, but mm. you know, if you've got a bully and a, and a moan and still an Ilias, mm. I would say bring those two in. Yeah, big time. I think you make both make some yeah. great points there. Yeah. So I think we can maybe hang tight for a week or so. That jewel, like you just mentioned, that's a big one, Kyle, I feel. But moving on, just make, just awkward silence there, man. <laughs> man. The yeah, song. thanks, Good man. Work. Yeah, cheers. Good work, Lamer. <laughs> well, is Lamer's alive? Is he gone frozen? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. So he's having his technical issues after all our technical issues before the show started. You got me back, mate? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear, my friend. I think New Zealand, something just happened with your dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to 2022, mate. <laughs> 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 now I've totally forgotten where I want to take this whole thing. Matto. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's talk Madison. Ryan Madison's return on the bench. I think this might hurt a few people because... He's such a quality player. You want him on the field. Just having a look at his numbers, the numbers of the Parramatta boys. Junior Paul, average of 52 minutes. RCG, 55. Nathan Brown, 55. Makatoa, 29 minutes. Kafusi, 34 minutes. And they've still got Cartwright. They've been playing two 80-minute edges here, boys. For me, I think maybe all the edges might go back slightly to 50 minutes. But, Corbs, any thoughts? Yeah, I was just looking to Mitchie Rain down there on the reserves. Does he come up and, um, I mean, he's only just come back, come up and give <clears throat> Reed Marnie a spell. Yeah. But otherwise, like, that's even worse for the forward rotation as well because then there's Marnie 80 and then, yeah, that mix. So I, I, even Papali'i, it, it's not looking good. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'd be a bit nervy, a bit like the um, Harry Grant. You just don't know how many minutes now they're going to get for the likes of um, Paulo and Papali'i. Yeah, Kyle, given like the stature of Madison in our game, like there's, I'm not going to say there's no way because I don't like using that word, but it's unrealistic to think that he's going to play 30 minutes. He's a 40, 50 minute, even if he comes off the bench, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I spent a little bit of time looking at this to see where and how much minutes I think he's going to get. It just it's hard to work out, as you guys said. You know, both those edges, they generally play 80 minutes. I think Nathan Brown, just looking back to last year, he was sort of getting that 54, 58 minutes. I think he's mm. probably going to be around that 55 minutes, as you just said. Uh, i got a feeling Maddo might come into the middle for a bit, um, or he goes to an edge and then Papali or Papali moves to lock. Um, I'd say if any of the Eels' edges are going to have a rest, it's going to be Papali. But I think Lane will still play the 80. He plays it comfortably, doesn't he? Yeah, both of them do. That's why I, I just don't know where these minutes are going to get. Someone's going to get cut here. It's it's again like we talked about on Sunday night, though. He's going to be juicy if he gets that edge spot. And I think he, he will eventually get it back. Yeah, I think Matto will be a great buy, especially if he can make... For us fantasy owners, best thing to happen would be for him to play 30 minutes because his price will just shrink. And then eventually, especially during Origin, Junior Paulo goes away. Then they might get an injury here and two. And then all of a sudden, he might be starting and playing 70 minutes and he might be 500K. Yeah, Brad, Braddy Arthur, I reckon he plays fantasy and he's told, 
Brown to run at heaps, <laughs> and he's keeping Matto off just to get, just to get him cheap later on. <laughs> Big time! All right, boys. Next on the agenda, Jack Bird. Now, I think we all got him at this stage. I don't know why. Looking back, hmm. I just don't know. We probably oh, we probably took too much from the charity shield. I feel, but Cole, he's hit a forty-seven, forty-seven, and a thirty-nine. So he's not doing terribly. It's just he plays in a team that's not. That great, right? And his health's still there, at least. Hey, 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 you bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Cobbs, I didn't see you there. <laughs> I, actually did, I actually didn't get him either. Oh, didn't you? I, uh, I looked at the stats, and the base stats for Aiken just shat on him, and yeah. I went against it. So, um, And it, it's actually showed, because you take his tries out, and he's actually scored pretty poorly. I'll tell you what, I took him. Like, I was helping so many people in the preseason. My team looked so much like everyone else's. I thought I'd be the king and go opposite, and it's backfired. The three guys I should have got was Aiken, Tago, and Crichton. And I literally took them out because I didn't want, I wanted to be different. I'm silly. We learn. We learn from our mistakes. Big time. But, Cole, talk to me, Jack Bird. Oh, he's left me awkward silence again here, Cobbs. Yeah, I, I just don't know if he's going to, like you said, poor team. He is relying on those attacking stats at the moment. So he is a questionable one if you do have him. Like, could you even downgrade him to a Jones and free up some coin for the big spends coming up? Or do you just wait and see? What's his break-even this week? His break-even for Jack Bird, I think it's a 40, high 40s. I've got it here, 44. He's been yeah, hitting okay. it most weeks, though. He's been hitting that, it most weeks. He's already lost a lot of money. That, that's not a panic. A 44 is an easy hit for him. I mean, if they are poor again and he goes into 5'8", they, they wouldn't have done that for no reason. He could... Because, like, they've got Sims and... Who was the other one? And Sua, who's out for a week. So, when Jaden Sua's back next week, he only got the one week, didn't he? Yep. And then there's your two edges and then um, DeBellin back to 13. Could be an option, but I would sit on him. 44 break even, I'd take that back. I'd I'd say just wait. Yeah, nice. Kyle, you do have Jack Bird, yeah? Nah, I did. I, I traded him out after round one. Did you? Round one? <laughs> Big move. No, I looked at it and I thought, well, the stupid thing was I probably should have got Nano, and I thought oh, I'll get Bird because he's got that jewel, you know, with the centre, and he's he's probably going to be between him, Burton, and eight can be the top one of the top three centres. And um, after Nanai scored that huge score in round one, I flicked Bird straight away and went straight to Nanai, and then he shat on me for that round two, and I was a little bit annoyed. But uh, <laughs> he's he's slowly starting to come back to the pack now, eh, Jack Bird? And Corpse was right about what he said. He's scoring those tries, and his scores still aren't all that good, eh? So, um, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people throwing him his name around as a potential downgrade for Cleary. Yeah, there's people have been throwing out both formal. I think there's a few questions later in the audience questions as well, but we'll touch on it there. But last burning question here, Kyle, and we're talking TPJ. Now, he started the season in the middle. Kind of affected his game. Like, it, the wet weather didn't help him last week, and he does look a little bit unfit. But have you got plans for maybe getting TPJ? I am not going near him. There you go. Just like him. that? I'm not going. Mate, have, you seen the, have you seen his rig? Yeah, it's I know. A, it's not, be it's a, not pretty. <laughs> he should be uh, better to be laying off the KFC, but next you're doing some running. But no, nah, I just, mate, I, I, I'm, I've got no no intention of getting him. Yeah, he plays around 13, but I've got no intention of picking him up whatsoever. 
Corbs, I think we get a good look. You know, he's moves back to the edge. His next five rounds, pretty tough. Storm, Panthers, Souths, Broncos, Roosters. But as we approach this round 13, he then gets the Raiders, Knights, Tigers, Dragons, and then round 13, all the origin players don't play for Penrith. Yeah, I think we sort of mentioned it Sunday. Oh, he would be a very late inclusion, like round 11, probably more 12, if you're looking at getting him round 13. Like that, on the weekend, 20 from 46. When you've got so much other uh, potential out there and, and guys that are ripping in, uh, not not for me. I'm a bit more Lomas's side, but I do. I'm not going to write him off. I'm not yeah. going to write him off. He's at six fifty six k now for this week. He's got to break even a seventy two. So even a good game of just say sixty still drops a bit of cash there, right? So yeah, I think anywhere in the five hundreds, especially if we can get him around that round ten against the Knights, I think that'd be a pretty good buy. But I wouldn't be touching him anytime soon. Boys and girls. All right, what we'll do, we'll just introduce Game Day Squad and then we'll come back with all your audience questions. But we are excited to announce that Game Day Squad is finally here. Just a disclaimer, we are investors in this and it's Australia's first ever NFT fantasy platform. Just head over to gamedaysquad.com.au. A lot more information on there. We're also going to have the co-founder and CFO. His name is Gus. He's going to be coming on the podcast in the coming weeks. So, Make sure you shoot me any questions you have after you visit the platform. It is a beta site, so it's live, but it only works on the moment on a desktop. So just make sure you're not using it off your phone. Now, it's nowhere near the finished product, so there's still plenty to come on. Right now, what you can do, you can register a team. You can open starter packs, which are free. You can also purchase and open common, rare, and unique packs. You can build a squad and refer friends. Next on the agenda will be the mobile and Safari optimization Detailed player stats, referral benefits, a transfer market where you can actually buy and sell your cards. And you can also, well, like I said, trade your cards for cash. It's very similar to like a FIFA Ultimate team. So it's just for NRL and AFL. Head over to gamedaysquad.com. We do have a coupon code, TalkingLeague20, which will get you 20% off the packs. Make sure you don't log in, though. You've got to be logged off, and then you'll get codes to convert onto the platform. So... Probably from the bat, I probably don't recommend that you buy any cards. I reckon register a team, try the experience out because it's really cool in terms of opening packs and things like that. If you've got any questions, flick me a DM and I'll be sure to answer those. Or if I don't know the answer, I'll get it from the owner. The the best bit about that, so TK sent us some codes to uh, get on there and um, open some packs. And we just got the free packs or whatever. And... (laughs) I originally had a code to my name and then it got switched up and it was with Andy on the latest message that TK sent. Anyway, I just jumped on, used the original one and got a gun pack. Like, got two hasses, got Munster. <laughs> snaked got him. All these guns. Yeah, snaked him big time. <laughs> and, and Andy opened his pack and he got, I think he got the like wild card of Cole Felt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, def- uh, so good. He was filthy. Definitely recommend you try the freeware version. Gamedasquad.com.au. Have all the details in the episode notes if you can't remember that. All right, guys, let's rip into audience questions. Plenty to cover here. Nate Miles. Oh, no, Nat Miles. I thought Nate Miles was also joined Billy Slater and being a member of our audience. But we'll call him Nate Miles because I like Nate Miles. Do I swap C&K for Flegler or Jones or someone else, Kyle? Uh, not Flegler. He's got no value. He's uh, averages what, uh, 44, I think, and he's priced at about 38. So definitely not uh, Tom Flegler. He's starting off the bench, so I wouldn't be touching him yet. 
Uh, but Brody Jones, yes. Um, it also depends. All that. So it's hard to see without seeing his team. Um, you know, does he have wing fullback cover, or should he just hold CNK? But if he's not going to play him, then you trade him. Yeah, I reckon. If yeah, I reckon you're spot on there. But I would hold Corbs. Hold on CNK. Yeah, CNK Raiders um, look to get a few troops back. With Co- I think Kotrick will be good for, at the back because I would be kicking it to CNK instead of kicking it to Kotrick, so that could get some more run meters. Yeah, Flegler, he's battling with some um, big-minute mids, so I wouldn't be going to him here. If you're going to do it, Jones, but I wouldn't be jumping off CNK too quick. What's his break-even? Break-even for him. Let's have a look. CNK, Chansey. He's he's got that six in his rolling average, remember, from last uh, week before me, so that's not going to really help him Uh, for a little while. 42. Yeah, so he hasn't even hit that close yet. Yeah, big time. Let's move on. Kane Schwartz, he wants to know, will Pinnacini, is it time to look at trading him out? Lackluster scoring and a slow cash burn. Yeah, I know he, he burnt you here, Kane, but it was only 30 or 36 and a 9. Like, they did play against the Storm. The draw ahead, Ty, uh, Dragons, Titans, Tigers, Knights, Cows. I think you can ride Pinnacini during that. But, Kyle, thoughts? Yeah, um, here they, they, don't, they never go – the Eels never go right. You know, if it gets to the right to Papa Lee, it doesn't usually go much further. So for him to be scoring two 30-odd scores, and yeah, he burnt me with the nine last week too. But to be scoring in the 30s and having no attacking stats and not getting the ball much for a centre, you don't really, you don't ask for too much more. Yeah, big time. Corpse? Yeah, the attacking stats will come. I think you guys have covered it. I'm holding for sure. Big time. All right, second question from Kane. Was Tyson Frizzell, is he being slept on with only a 2% ownership here? One of your former players here, Corpse? Yeah, he's definitely a gun. He's got his uh, milestone game coming up this week. But you just look at there's so much value in edge position at the moment that you don't really need to settle on a gun. You can get guys that are scoring not much under him and making huge coins. So I I agree. He is a, a massive guy to, to get. But we've got Furmore, you've got Tago, um, we've got Jones coming in this week. Yeah. There's some weapons there. I would I'd be going those guys first and get your coin and then get to your Frizzell. Oh, any thoughts on uh, Tyson Frizzell, man? Oh, exactly what Corby just said, man. Like he's a gun, he's a gun edge, but you're getting better value elsewhere uh, from the young, you know your guys like Nani, Aitken, um, you know, uh, Brady said Brady Jones coming in. There's a there's a there's a host of guys that that you could have instead of um, of Tyson Rizal and you can spread your cash elsewhere. Yeah, now, boys and girls, we've just got a little bit of live news while we're doing it. So it's, what, 8-11 in Sydney and Mitch Barnett's just copped six weeks. Does that change your view, Cox? I know you're obviously the one that brought Brady Jones to our attention the most. Any change of plans? Nah, six weeks is plenty. And if he plays well enough, he'll probably hold that. Remember, Barnett was done off the, off the pine. Um, before Fitzgibbon got injured. So if Brody Jones um, plays well enough, which I think he's capable of, he's probably hold Barnett off the uh, on the pine and he just play through the middle. like it. Now, Nick Verenkamp, he wants to know, looking to move on, Reed Marnie, who should I trade him for? Boys, I'm going Tommy Starling, price, roll, and just the ability to, to plan for Cleary. Corbs? Yeah, I don't need to answer that. That's a given. Cool. Kyle, any different? Uh, Tom Styling for sure, mate. If you haven't got him, get on him now before it's too late. Yeah, and if no Cleary strategy, you go to Harry Grant. Perfect. Yeah. All right, Parora T. Oka. Is it too late to get on Josh Starling? Let's go to Joshua Corby. No, was it Josh King? Josh King. What did I say? You said Josh Starling. Oh, sorry. I just, yeah, sorry. I, no, I can't no, have read right. my own. Um, I, I actually think. Good play, Josh Darling. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> he, is, he, he goes all right. He's no beach spinner, but he goes all right. <laughs> Joshy King, I don't. I think he has gone. It annoys me. I thought he was gone last week, and yeah, it's just it's getting further and further away. But I think no. I'm getting sick of talking about him because I haven't bought him. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. It, it is a. It's one that hurts because his ceiling just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And like the whole th- reason I didn't get on him get on him originally was thinking, you know, Cheese is going to take that spot. But Cheese is back. He's on the bench and Kingy's got his spot. So, yeah, that's yeah. a pie in the face. It, it's just like he listens to the show and he's just rubbing it in now, Corbs. Yeah. Oh, bellyache. Yeah, big time. <laughs> All right, Benny Drayson uh, now, call, uh, Kyle. Ethan Bullimore. We really haven't had a – we haven't really talked too much about him, but we will now. Who are we going to trade him out for? He wants to know if Talon May is a good trade. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, he is. It'd be better if he was a uh, wing fullback, um, as we said earlier. But, yeah, it's a good trade. Um, it's pretty much a like-for-like, like, isn't it? What was – sorry, what was uh, Taylor May's price at the moment? It's similar price. 335 yes. Oh, so you get 20 grand in the, in the back pocket. Uh, if you – yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it. You probably – I said he's going to probably make some money. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'd pull the trigger on that one. But you have to think that maybe Brody Jones is a better pick considering, you know, he does have a jewel. But it'll probably give him a little bit more flexibility and squad sort of depth by going at Brody Jones over Talon May. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I agree. Um, as I said, a lot of people probably like myself and and you guys have mentioned probably find they've got a couple of centres already in the emergency. So yeah, probably a good idea if you if you already have a couple of centres in your emergencies to probably go Brody Jones instead. Yep. Yeah, big time. All right, Ray Liffell. Now he wants to know Brody Jones starting jobs security. With Mitch Barnett out, I think we've answered that one. I think what's well, going to be at least six weeks, and then you've got eight weeks for Lachlan Fitzgibbon. I reckon he's a good chance. You know they rate him highly, so I think you should take the punt. I don't think there's much to lose on that one. Gary Brown, what happens with Josh Kingsman with Brandon Smith on the bench? Could there be positional swaps going on between Lock, Mid, and Hooker? I think we've pretty much covered this, but I just think yeah, I think Brandon Smith will definitely play Mid Hooker Corbs. You'll see Josh King lock and well lock is prop pretty much these days in the way that they're playing anyway. I don't think there's much more to add for that one. No, I, it, it'll be a wait and see there. And I mean, if you've got Josh King, you're not doing anything with him. Um, and if you got out Brandon Smith, cheese, you're hoping he gets limited minutes and he goes down a bit more because his break even's up around the sixties, I think. Again, yeah, because he's still got that shit score in the rolling average, big time. All right, boys, let's move on. Aaron Pogie. TK got me on to Eli Katoa. Should I trade him to Ta- Talon May and keep Lolo, not by choice, for round 13? Now, Cole, your man SJ's back. I think the narrative's back alive because I think Katoa plays a lot better with SJ. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, we've seen uh, Sean Johnson, the way he puts people into holes, and I, I have spoken about that before. Eli Katoa starting again this week, so I don't think he's an urgent sell. Uh, he got that eye injury last week. He apparently couldn't see out of his eye properly. Um, where he got the cut was just above his right eyelid, I think, and must have the blood dripping in the eye. So that's the reason he only got his lower minutes. But no, I think uh, Eli Katoa is a hold for this week. Um, yep. And then another look at when Sean Johnson comes back. Yep, it's only early on the season. Round 13 play, I think, definitely hold, especially around SJ coming back. Lolo's an interesting one. You know, and he, he did play that 51 minutes straight, but... They didn't really need him to return on the field because the game was blown out before the time that he would have been coming back onto the field. So, Corbs, Lolo is a massive hold for me. Yeah, he's a big hold, but 
I'm just worried about him because they they've got Cotter who came in who's very much that 13 mm. through the middle player and he can play easily that 50 minutes as well and he come on with a shitload of energy on the weekend so Did he uh it's a tough one with I you definitely hold him but uh, I'm probably not going to be looking at Tom Lola myself unless he drops dramatically. Yeah, Cotter was a little just like Talakai. He was just bumping people off. He had seven tackle breaks. Yeah, he was good, but I still go back to his defence. The the two um, forced-in goals, he got Cobbo, and mm. he was there first on the mark and belted him back. The first one, they carried him back, I think, about 10 metres. <laughs> yeah. The second yeah. one, he just clobbered him. Big time. All right, Corbs, Rich Martin, he wants to know, who would you play out of Penasini, Torlagi, or Billy Smith? Ooh, that is a tough one. I would probably play the the Billy Smith. I'm on the Billy Smith. I reckon he'll um, he'll start kicking into gear now and reward those that held on to him. Okay. Is he in um, your multi? Uh, I don't know. Actually, big ups to TK, who got the uh, – we did the first one. We didn't publicly put him on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, he did. He got us back in the green, so we're we're actually probably sitting, probably just about even again. But that's better than uh, big reds that yeah. we were seeing before that. And then I would probably look at um, Penasini, then down to Tuolagi. Uh, I've got Tuolagi, but I mean any Tigers players, I'm avoiding. I reckon the Titans will get him there. But yeah, yeah Smith, then Penasini, then Tuolagi. Cool. order Penasini, Tuolagi, and Smith. I'm the opposite to Corbs. I probably would have played Tulangi before those two. You know, we've seen Pinasini. He's not really getting the uh, attacking stats that we're seeing. Uh, they're running that left, that left side of, of, of the Eels. And um, Billy Smith, yeah, he had a really good game last week. He was really solid. He was really involved, but a winger or a centre versus a second row. See, Corbs, remember I talked about mentality of top 1,000 and how you get conservative when you're there? This is what's yeah. happening right now with Kyle. Kyle, can we speak about that? Because you've been – I've only played – us two played one season. We've both finished top 500. But you've done it on consecutive occasions. And I said to Corbs, because I was in the top five, when I got to the top 500, I feel that I was very conservative. Like, what's it been for experience-wise for you over the years? You, as long as you know, you know, you generally get a good feel for your forwards should generally score better than your centres – and your wingers, especially your wingers. Um, you know, centre has always been a really uh, inconsistent scoring position as as well as your wingers. Second rowers are in the game a hell of a lot more than what your wingers generally are mm. and, and generally your centres. So, you know, they they and they score their points a lot more through, uh, through the running metres and the attacking stats where your centres, they, if they're matched up against a bigger second rower, you know, they could fall off a few tackles. Um, so I've always had that mentality that your forwards generally should always outscore your centres and your wingers. Okay. What about the psychology? Like, do you get more conservative the deeper into that top 500 you get? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, this week I'm actually looping to Alangi. I'm not, I'm not playing him in my 17. I'm looping him with Max King. I want to see. Um, but the funny thing is I've also got Penasini and Billy Smith sitting in my... 20 and 21 so it's pretty much that exact question is exactly sort of the route i'm taking where i either loop to Alangi or max king i'm not bringing in i'm not playing penasini or billy smith nice so Cobbs, i'm right see everyone that's the, the point i was trying to make was everyone outside kind of that top 
couple thousand. Just keep being creative and keep going for it. And keep falling further and further behind. (laughs) (laughs) So I can catch up. (laughs) Um, With Billy Smith, though, my thinking on the wing, if you kick, like, the Cowboys, they showed on the weekend two uh, pretty good halves with their kicking game. You got Teddy, Tupo, and Billy Smith to kick to. Who are you going to be kicking it to? Because although he scored a nice 40 and he had a couple of good little runs, Jeezy still looked very timid and a bit nervy. Um, playing out there. If he can get that full confidence back, and I don't blame the man. He's had some, a horror run of injuries. Yep. I, I just feel he's going to be a pretty decent player and uh, it translates into fantasy, but it, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. big time. Now, I just like, because Panasonic's got the Saints, Smith's got the Cows. I like that matchup. But Kyle, sorry, I skipped a question, mate, because you wanted to have a bit of a discussion about the Tigers. And this brings Torlagi in. Who uh, yes. oh, yep. That's obviously right. yep. moves back to a starting position. But the question we we're going to ask was the impact of the Tigers bench because their bench this week is Peachy, Twal, Garner, and Seafarth. So it's an interesting bench, especially I think their bench is better than their starting pack. But how many, where do you see this? Because their starters are Tom Au, Musgrove start up front, and then off again, Howey, Tulagi, and Leilua are the back row. But just project me some minutes here, Cole. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Um, I think Peachy probably plays some minutes at lock and he plays some minutes uh, at hooker. I think 12 and Seifarth play uh, in the middle. Um, I know Seifarth was fantastic on the edge last week, but he's a he's a natural middle more. He's not a he's not an edge, and he was just filling in there. I just don't think they had any other guys that they wanted to put there. And I think Tuolangi probably plays about that 65 minutes that that round one he played 70 minutes mm. um but this time having garner there i think you know they as i said no one's the tigers haven't really shown much faith in luke garner this year you know they put him to center last week so that's not really screaming we want you to play second row so i still don't think garner's going to get a lot of minutes i think he's probably going to get 15 to 20 to yeah corbs preseason we said peachy should start first troll he comes out becomes this link that was amazing. Their first 40 minutes was easily their best of both the preseason and already the start of the season. But between Peachy, what the hell is Alex Swole did? Like, is he dating Madge's daughter or something? Like, I just don't yeah. get why he's on the bench. Ah. I, I don't understand either. I don't know how Zane Musgrove... Zane Musgrove, there was plenty of chat on him. I think it was a couple of seasons ago. But Twal, you know what you get. He's just so solid and baffles me that how he can't work his way into a spot on that team. Joey was saying the other day on, uh, I don't know what chat was, saying he he should be the captain. And he is. He's the man for him. He should be on there playing big minutes because he doesn't lose a beat. He's not as, um, hasn't got the attacking upside as a pain has, but he's just that big motor in the middle that does Mm. the job. Big time. All right, let's move on. Daniel DeWilt, he wants to know, is it worth running Max King and Leo Thompson in the mid this week? Give myself time to assess best options moving forward to pull the trigger and get a starter mid now. Kyle, thoughts? Yeah, that's that's dangerous as. That's two guys coming off the bench, running them in your 13 at mid. That's that's asking to drop twenty thousand ranks. (laughs) (laughs) You've got it you have to if you're gonna run mids, they have to be starting. They have to be starting mids if you're going to run them in your 13. You can't have, you know, I know, yes, Max King's showing some real good potential off the bench and scored some really good scores, but that's not going to guarantee that's going to happen every week. So your mids have to be starting uh, in the 13 of their respective team 
to have them in your fantasy 13, it's just dangerous. You have to pull the trigger and get a starting mid in there, man. Yeah, I think Kyle's right. And then Gus Gould also said on his Twitter today that Max was carrying an injury. That's why he played limited minutes last week. So they're hoping to push him back into better minutes this week, but it's no no certainty as well. So I think Kyle's just spot on there that you probably want a little bit more certainty. For example, even though AFB is not playing very well, I've got AFB, Haas, and I've got Kurt Mann. I think all three of us have the same, don't we, boys? Yeah, I've got those yep. three. Yeah, I think you just need a little bit more certainty, especially when you're running against the big big teams like Kyle and a few other coaches up there as well. Okay, Ryan, CB wants to know, Bert to Fermor, have Aiken and kind of only want one here, Corbs? Yeah, I don't mind it. Fermor's been shooting the lights out. It is a bit sideways, but it depends how many trades you've got. If you've been pretty good with your trades, Mm. then you can go with it. But, um, yeah, Fermor, he seems solid, and Proctor doesn't look like he's going to threaten for that position at all. (laughs) Definitely not. Fermor break even at 14. It's a bit of prep and planning for round 13. Fermor probably, I wouldn't say he's a 50-50 chance of playing Origin, but with the Origin Queensland team having such low depth, you always run the gauntlet that he might get picked maybe on a bench if he continues this form. But like Corb said, it is sideways, but considering where his break-even is at the moment and kind of the form of the both players, I actually don't mind that trade. So you go ahead and do that. Now, next one's a very interesting one, boys. Cam Lattimore, one of the best questions. Cam Munster or Nico Hines? Now, Kyle, why don't you give me your thoughts first? I just wrote Hines is a must. I'm surprised he doesn't have him if he's got this much money to throw around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Munster, he's he's gone too. But um, I'm worried that second round, you know, when Munster came back, he had, what was it, 28 demerits. Like, that is scary. Yeah, But, uh, you know, he can, he can improve that. But uh, Heinz is a must, and he's, he's pretty much a uh, must-have as soon as. Corbs, Munster got a mullet today. Is that a negative 10? No, that's positive 10. Oh, you're going to put a give him 10. Wow. <laughs> I thought he might lose his strength. Nah, I'm, I'm all over the Hines. Hines is, he seems to be the dominant playmaker, whereas you look at that Storm side, Jerome Hughes had a quiet game on the weekend, but we know mm-hmm. he can dominate it all, and Pappy True. can get in there and be that ball player and throw the last pass, and then it can just be all up the middle through the um, the Cheese and Grant show. So I, I just, Munster's going to be good, but... I think Hines steals a bit more in that Sharks team with their spine. Yeah, big time with those kick meters. Now, next question, Josh Vasalo. He wants to know, he's got two trades, and he either wants to go Bullimore to May, Vela to Brody Jones, or he could go Penasini to Starling and Bullimore to May or Jones. All right, Josh, I think if you go the first one, you're going to get, well, you're pretty much going to have a squad that he's all playing this week, so you're going to have health. The other one... I don't mind either, but you're probably Penasino Starling and then Bullimore to probably Jones probably makes more sense there. But that means you're probably going to be carrying a red dot with Vala. So gives you opportunity to loop. So it just depends. Do you want the health and 21 players, given what we've had with kind of COVID and little nigglies here and there? I'll probably say you probably want to go the first one, my man. All right, next question. Kyle Blake Robinson, he wants to know, well, we've kind of already covered this with the Josh King boat. So we'll move on from that one. There's some more good questions around captaincy, actually. Charles Walters, he's also a pretty gun player from the past. Cole, who should he go with the crowd and captain Nico Hines? Or he's, he's getting... Actually, I'll give, I'll give you this question first. 
He's got red dots building with Viola and also Fletcher Baker. He doesn't mind because he's going to double loop. Now, his question is, is it worth trading Marnie to Bull and Bully to Cleary and May? He's doing it regardless. My supplement question is who to start and who to loop. Tulagi and Nanai and also Talon May and Penasini. So why don't we start there, Cole? Who are you looping out of Tull? We'll do the edges first. Tulagi and Nanai. Who would you loop out of those two? Nanai. Tuolangi had the week off last week, Nanai didn't, and he killed it. So, yeah, I'd play Nanai over Tuolangi for sure. Big time. And then the second one, uh, Talon May and Panasini. Well, seeing what Taylor May did last week, I'd be going him. That's easy. All right, second question uh, now. Let's talk about captaincies. Who's your captain this week, Kyle? And then for Charles, should he captain Hines over Cleary? My captain this week is I'm keeping it on Payne Haas. Uh, it's, it's solid. Uh, yes, the, we all talked about the crappy weather for Heinz last week and he still went well. I'm staying solid and I'm going to keep it on Haas, but someone will probably change my mind and I may change it. <laughs> but at the moment, it's Haas. Uh, I think just think it's solid. But if you're buying Cleary, you're Captain Cleary. Big time. Corb, same question. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit nervy now that I'm moving up the ranks. So I might keep it on Haas or <laughs> could go a uh, cheeky one on the, um, the Heinz, Teddy. Could get risky. <laughs> I haven't thought too much about captain, sorry, yet. Um, yeah, it's either Hass or one of those big winger fullbacks slash halves. What I think it's a setup after Hines hits 280s, the, all the crowd go on, he hits a 50. Yeah, I can see it happening too. Yeah. Um, you know, Hass is just solid. He had a, a down game and still knocked out a, a easy 60. He's going to have good weather up in Queensland. Is it going to be nice and warm where he is? So. Up in uh, a dry one, yeah, yeah. Hey, Corby, they're, play, they're, they're playing my Warriors, mate. He's probably going to rip them a new one. Yeah, well, the, surely there's is there a little bit of bounce back for the Warriors? Something, something for of, you, boys. Of, of course there is, mate. There's always bounce back for the Warriors. Jesus, three o'clock dry track up there in <laughs> Queensland. Are they playing up in Queensland? Is that where the game is? Yeah, yep. Redcliffe, Morton Daly Stadium. Oh, Redcliffe, yeah. very Warriors. Warriors are one from one there, boys. There you go. go. Two from two. It's your home ground. That's why. Now, boys, Daniel Gibbs, he wants to know, is AFB to yo a sideways trade? And he wants to go Bullimore to McDonald. Well, boys, I think Bullimore, we've already discussed that probably the better trade is to Jones. So I think you can scrap McDonald because he might not even be playing many minutes for the Storm moving forward. Now, the other one, AFB to yo. I just think with AFB, just give him a couple more weeks. You can hang tight. Yo came back to the pack a little bit with a 47 last week. I did think that he assumed a lot of responsibility with their injuries and also being their captain with Cleary being out. So I just think you can probably hang tight. You've probably missed the boat. You probably had to be on him at round one instead of trying to chase him in round four. So I think you can just stay tight on that one. Cole, next question. Scott, we're, we're a hunter. He wants to know, how much cash do you think Leo Thompson has left to make? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. he's still got plenty. Um, still, I think it's still minimum. Just looking at some stats before, it's still, it's still a minimum of 50K. I think you, you know, he's he's averaging around that thirty odd points, and he's got a B of one this week. So you know, make an easy twenty k again this week. I still think he's got plenty more to make. So yeah, uh, if you're keen, jump on. He's still going to make plenty more money for you as long as he's getting those good minutes in the middle for the nights, which which I see happening uh, going forward. Yeah, Cobbs, Clem gone two to five weeks. Fitzgibbon two months. Barnett six weeks now. I reckon he, he could come somewhere in that four hundred k mark, man. Yeah, well, he's priced at around the 20 average at the moment because mm-hmm. it was yep. bottom dollar. 
and he's averaging 32 and looking pretty solid and doing that pretty easy. If he gets a nice little attacking stat in there or bumps up his minutes somewhere, but even if he goes towards that 32 average that he's hitting, um, then you've got a cheeky, about 160, 70K, 68K. Yeah. For a rookie, you know, last two games, I know he only played 25 minutes in that round one, but 38, he, what, he scored a 45 from 38 minutes and then a 37 from 37 minutes. His PPM and his busyness on the field, he's only going to get better. His confidence is building. I just think he'll average 35 to 40 moving forward, and I think we're going to get a really good cashier here, boys. Well, that 160 is at the 32, so if your your <laughs> predictions are right, then um, you're even looking at more coin. Yeah, big time. Get on him. All right, Adam Sargent, he wants to know, is it worth getting on Turbo now? Now, he's got Cody Walker here, and he to make it happen, he could sell him with the money that he's got in the bank and pick up Turbo. What's your thoughts on this trade, Cole? Um, yeah, I like his thinking, but Turbo's still got a lot more money to lose. Wait, like don't don't jump in too early. Is be still one hundred and twelve. So yeah, so just wait. Um, be patient. Uh, don't burn that trade because as soon as you get him, he's still going to lose you plenty more money. So no, just wait. Give it another couple of weeks. Uh, pick him up round six, round seven, and if if. Uh, and if you don't want to pick him up, then wait till after Origin. I think he's still got plenty more coin to lose before you go chasing him. Yeah, Corpse Turbo, you think 45 in the monsoon on Sundays, not too bad. And what I did notice is his stats are starting to rise. 237 metres on the weekend, four tackle breaks. He's still not hitting any try assists. He did score one try, but he's kind of heading in the right direction. I think he could be a flat track bully coming up if he gets a little bit of good weather. <laughs> Can he call uh, Moses and tell him to start doing it as well? <laughs> Big time. He's in my team as well. Um, yeah, what's he? 111 breakout. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen. I need to see that breakout game of Tommy just blitzing it like he did last year. I know it's not going to be as big as last year, but I need to see that Tommy Turbo game that we were seeing last year before I look to go over. And like Loma said, like 111 break even you still got time to wait. Like, he hit a 45 with a try on the weekend. Yes, the weather was no good, but it's a wait. Yeah, I think you've ever got to do it. Like, their draw isn't huge. They've got a they've got a meeting with the Sharks mid-season, I think against the Storm as well. I'm just trying to pull it up now, but the... Uh, yeah, what's it, meant? what's it matter for the play of the Sharks, mate? It means he's going to get hammered. <laughs> he's, no just getting, he's just going to get contained. So what have they got? They got uh, Canberra, Newcastle, Gold Coast, Cronulla. Uh, South for the next five games. I'm glad your dial-up's working faster than my NBN. Jesus. Sharks, Sharks beat the Dragons, and all of a sudden they're Premiership favourites. Pop mate, it down, mate. We beat, no, 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 we no, beat no, the Eels no. who beat the Storm. We're Premiership favourites. But Hines has beaten those three teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the draw, like you said, Raiders, Knights, Titans, and then they're going to get spanked by the Sharks, probably lose to the Bunnies. Then they've got the Tigers, Broncos, Eels, Storm, they got around 12 against the Storm before they all go to Origin as well. So it's not the easiest draw at all. There's some hard matchups in that. So don't just count on Tommy just hitting hundreds every week. So it's going to be interesting to see where his price falls. Last question of the night, boys. And this is from T. Coco. He wants to know, who do I bring in for Baltimore? Ilias. So he's making two trades here, Cobbs. He already has Max King, Talon May, Walters, Schneider, Tualagi. Now he's looking at three guys to bring in. He's looking at our boy Thompson, Leo Thompson, Jock Madden, who started for the Tigers at 5'8", and also Brady Jones. Oh, I think 
Thompson and Jones. Uh, there's as much as I like Jock Madden as a player, I think they they bought um, who, who's Hastings. Hastings. Yeah, they paid pretty good coin for him. So for some reason, Jock Madden should have got his debut a while ago. But I don't know if he's um, he's on the the good books with Maguire. So yeah, I'd go the other two. They're a lot safer. I'm going to finish with the narrative, boys. Round ten, Adam Dewey, the saviour. They're zero and ten. He comes back. They actually put him in the number seven shirt, and then they start winning games, and he averages sixty. Where's uh, Brooks gone? Gone. They just punt him. They just punt him to the West Magpies, <laughs> and he can dominate fantasy league in reserve grade. Yeah, it could happen. They're uh, poor old Tigers. It's not looking good for them. <laughs> it's not at all. Cobbs, that's probably our smartest ever show. I feel that Kyle's brought it to a new level. And we might suspend Andy and just make him earn his... I'll put him into buy, hold, sell, or avoid, and then he can earn his spot back through reserve grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's got some validity. The, the other thing, too... Uh, Andy, to his credit, he's actually doing all right in the R Supercoach. He's like 2,000. <laughs> yeah, he's like 2,000. Imagine Andy wins Supercoach. Uh, and comes last in, in NRL. Well, mate, Wolford, Wolford's in the top 200. My other boy, Supercoach Whisperer, he's like 1,100th or something. The, the Supercoach boy is absolutely killing it. Nice. Yeah. All right, not boys. Much, not as much as Lomas and Eddie, our boys. Yeah, big Get time. Flying the flag. Flying the flag. That's awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all the Spotify and Apple reviews. If you haven't let yet, please leave us a review on Spotify. It helps us to continue to grow the show. It only takes a couple of seconds. All you've got to do is just jump onto the Talking League page on that one. Buy, hold, sell, avoid. We'll be back tomorrow. Ed and Tim will be taking charge on that one. I'll have a live Q&A probably around that 6.30 mark on Thursday night. So stay tuned for about 30 minutes of chat pre, pre-lockout. pre Game Day Squad, that is out now. So look at www.gamedaysquad.com.au. All the details are also in the show notes, all the episode notes. So just check that out. If you have any questions at all, please send me a direct message. Also, merch is nearly here. Just waiting for a few samples to come through. But we'll have those four, sets, four T-shirts and also the mouse pad and raising money for the Men of League Foundation. But boys... Happy fantasy on the weekend, Corbs. Another great performance by yourself, but I've got to give it to my main man, Kyle. That was an incredible performance. Like I said. I'll take, I'll take the two points. Lomas can have the three. <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle, you've raised it you've raised the bar. We've actually we actually are a fantasy podcast with you coming on tonight. Yeah. Oh, thank thanks very much, guys. I appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, comedy comedy show kicks back off on probably oh no, Andy's away again. <laughs> we'll get Kyle. Do you want to come back on Sunday and maybe do do something normal again with us? Yes, I would love that very much. Thanks, chaps. Sunday wrap with our uh, first ring, Cole Lomas. I think Andy will be struggling. Probably he's going to be back on Tuesday again, Cole Lomas, because he's way better than Andy. <laughs> Poor Andy. We, we did say we we're going to rubbish him, but we've really kicked him in the gra- in the guts uh, this last. Maybe time. I'll do a poll. I'll do a poll. Do you want Kyle or Andy moving forward? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. Nah, Andy's That'll too funny. Andy's got jokes, so we've got to bring him back. Yeah, yep. Kyle. Yep. Thank you again, and I hope you make the top five hundred this week, my man. Yeah, all good lads. I'll be pushing hard for that for sure. All right, Corby. You have a good week. Let's rip it. Let's rip in. All right, I see you, boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe and happy fantasy. See you later.